0: KyraMed and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I'm Tamika Gridden. I'm speaking with Theron Bryan,
1: founder of Minute Car Rental Company, Jamaica's first hourly car rental service. Having started in 2018, the company not only survived the pandemic, which actually shuttered or severely hampered many businesses, but it is now in expansion mode. So, Ferron has joined us today to share his story of innovating to survive and grow his business. Thank you for joining us, Feron.
2: Hey, Tamika. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Great. Okay. So, first of all, tell us, how did you get into this line of business?
2: Um, so, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit different, you know, so I'm a marine engineer by profession. Um, so I'm a chief engineer on yachts and, um, I was always looking to diversify to figure out what I was going to do at home, you know, and, um, one day I was literally in that, in that peak of trying to figure out what I should do day I was literally just passing by, I believe I was in Costa Rica and I saw a zip car allowance like explaining about all the rentals and stuff like that. I was like, man, that can't work And in seeing that, I was just like, I was so impressed and I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start this thing. I'm that kind of guy, you know, I aim and shoot. Um and then we came I I figured this out roughly about in August and then we started in November. So it was that close.
1: Interesting. So, outside of being a, an an engineer, were you in involved in any other entrepreneurial um ventures before starting this company, or were you a newbie to the to the the whole realm of operating a business?
2: Well, I can say pretty much I'm a newbie to the whole realm of operating a business because. Um, in high school, you know, you look at small things, you know, like to juggle to make money, etc. And outside of that we kept with the parties and stuff, but nothing on the scale. You know, nothing of having employees that, you know, you have to be be responsible for and cars and assets and liability and understanding different oh, different compositions of how a business comes together. And um even to even up to last year, I was still feeling like a newbie until I joined Sancho's River program. You know, and after going through that incubator series and I, I figured out that I wasn't so immature to the whole business thing and I got a lot more comfortable it
1: Mm -hmm. You you mentioned that you juggled a bit in high school. One of my questions um, relates to that. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, how how do you feel that your childhood or your upbringing positioned you to become an entrepreneur?
2: Well, I've always had this goal since I was about 12 years old of retiring from working for anybody else by the time I was 30 years old. And uh, I remember repeating that constantly. And I was, I've always been the type of person always who knew what I wanted, you know, from, from the get where I could say, Hey, this business thing, this is where I want to go. And I've just literally channeled that energy. So from a, from, I was a child that has always been my phase, my, my thing to say, I want to be a business Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. So you're a newbie in the sense that you had no formal training as a business operator, but you juggled a bit in high school. Tell me about some of that th- that juggling. What exactly did you do?
2: Yeah. All right, so like, how? So I went to a boarding school, I went to Knox College, and I live off campus. So a lot of persons don't know, but Knox is the only college, um secondary high school, boarding high school in Jamaica, right? Mm. And because of that, I had a lot of classmates and stuff who needed stuff off campus. Um, So I would be the ones to kind of get it for them at a cost. I also had things like the boarding uh, facilities. They had a lot of things going on where people would steal their money. I was like a loan shark in a sense there as well. Mm -hmm. And then also I would have like the the lower grades selling candies and stuff on the different blocks for me and stuff like that. So you know, it's, the entrepreneurial spirit has always been there.
1: Clearly, and you were being groomed even then um, through your natural inclination toward operating
2: a business. Exactly, exactly. I never had physically, I never grew up with, to say someone was like a mentor to say, hey, my father was a businessman. I wanted to be a businessman. No, I just had that, that, that sense of, hey, this is what I want to do and I'm going to figure it out as I go along. I'm going to, try as much as I can to understand what this entails and how can I maximize on these talents, you know, or become better at being a business individual.
1: So how did you end up in engineering then?
2: Right, it's a funny story. So um, in finishing in college, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not college, in finishing high school, um, like, as I said, I had, as a 16 year old, I was doing quite well. You know, and uh, uh, my mom insisted that I went to college and I didn't want to go. And after insisting, she did pretty much everything, but I have a lot of family members who are engineers. So when she asked what I wanted to do, I said engineering, because it Mm -hmm. just came natural because everybody else around me was an engineer. And that's when she went and found, at the time, Caribbean Maritime Institute, which is now CMU. Mm -hmm. And she pretty much did everything. And told me when to sign, when to turn up, I went there. And it so happened that by the time I arrived, I realized it was very expensive. You know, so I had to do something, I had to do quite well. And then moved into the career. Um, I kind of ended up liking it because it was very fruitful, very rewarding. Um, So you had something to do for it. So pretty much that was how I became an engineer. So it wasn't necessary by choice, <laughs> okay. you know.
1: Have you been able to use any of that background, or you know your 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 engineering studies, or what you've expe- what you experienced while working in the field, to apply to this new venture that you have?
2: Every single day, it's a nonstop innovative engin- all about the ingenuity, right? It's um, cars. One well, of the good things is that in the summers when I was going to high school, I used to work with my uncle, and he was an automotive technician. And so I had a, a good background of cars. So when I decided to go into this field, it, was, it wasn't it was too off, right? Okay. But when it came, comes on to like the ingenuity and systems and management, so I'm a chief engineer on a yacht, so I have a lot of systems that I have to create so that my second engineer and other um, crew members can follow in order to ensure that certain things do not get misplaced or damage or hurt someone. So like, it taught a lot of systematic approach, how do I create systems, how do I value systems, and so forth. So in our everyday life, every move that I make, I find that these, this knowledge that I got from being an engineer, that I have from being an engineer, just comes back in hundred.
1: I don't want to put you on the spot, but can you share like a a real life experience or example that you you have had to use that engineering background to apply to business operations of your car
2: rental company? Yeah, sure. As I said, strategy and Mm -hmm. um, structure. So in in as an engineer, you have to consider safety. There is strict procedures of how to do step by step procedures of how to do something. You want to service something. If you want to operate an equipment, you have to have a structured way in which you're going to get this done. And then one of the things that I found in business that you couldn't rely on people to use their initiative, you know, especially when you wanted to to put a vision in the way you wanted to do it, right? You know how to create the simplest of form with rules and strategy and structure, right? of how persons, even the, what you say, the person with the least amount of education can actually come in and do this task with no stress. Okay. So that was one of the big things. And then it came, on, it came back to the whole knowledge of how power operated. It was easier for me to kind of sit down. When I speak to the maintenance officer, the guys in charge of maintenance, when they're explaining things to me, they don't have to start from scratch. Uh-huh. you know so because of my my background I can understand how things make up and they can actually break it down I might not know the specifics but I can understand and envision how it's supposed to work. you know so it's things like that makes makes the company run a lot more smooth smoothly and like everybody else is a bit more comfortable because when we're talking to somebody who does not have the experience of a car like we're explaining to affiliates why is it that we need to buy this, right? Or why is it that the car needs this part? And they have no knowledge. It makes it a lot harder for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why this business model though? Why this model or strategy for a minute or, or a minute for your, your car rental company, the hourly strategy that you started off with?
2: It, it's very funny about how the name and how everything came together. So Minute rentals. literally the moment I, I thought of the idea, like the name came to me in a flash. Minute Rentals, you know, like it, it it just all fell in place like it was just meant to be, right? Um, The reason why I chose Aurelia, I like standing out. I don't want to do the norm. I don't want to do something that everyone else is doing. I strongly believe that if you want to do well, you need to solve people's problems, mm-hmm. right? You need to find, create a business that's going to, help individuals to solve their problems and renting giving somebody the option of short-term rental was something that they wanted but nobody offered you know so in one sense we were now solving the, the problem of providing a short-term rental base to the jamaican public and with that when we went into social media any marketing platform to, to, to put the brand and the company it would stand out you know, so when people think about mini rentals, they're thinking, okay, they're different. So if you see one of our advertisements coming on social media, you're bound to click. It, right? I strongly believe that seven out of ten persons click on our ads when they see it on social media, and, and this is the reason because it's different.
1: It's different. Okay. Um, where where are you from? You mentioned Knox. Are you from the 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 central part of the island?
2: All right. So I was born in Trelawney and then I moved to Kingston with my mom. Um, and then coincidentally, I passed for Knox College from Portmore. So I ended up moving back to the country and I lived with my, my aunts and my grandparents for for that five year period. Okay. Um,
1: so I'm uh, um, back to the business at hand now in terms of the, the company. How has your company grown? since you started in 2018 and what are the what are some of the the, the expansion activities that you are now um
2: employing so in 2018 with this we I came came to Jamaica I believe the 2nd of November and we started the company on the 12th of November right and we started with two small Suzuki autos right because the idea was that we will have We we want to start with small cars that's economical and people can move around quickly. It doesn't cost them much. And then we started in November, which was like the high season, right? Because you're going into Christmas. Mm -hmm. And we realized very quickly that, man, we didn't have enough cars. The phones were ringing nonstop. And that's when the Affiliates Program was formed. And uh, I reached out to some colleague of mine and I asked them, would they be interested to buy some cars and, you know, put in the fleet and we'll split the revenue at a 70-30 basis. And we used that model um, to kind of advance the company growing the fleet to roughly about 15 cars. So we went from two cars to 15 cars mm-hmm. within about six months, right? But then we had the challenge, you now of kind of figuring out, okay, Farron, now you have these cars, you're getting these bookings, but there's so much more renting cars than just putting someone in the car. We started with our deposit system at about two thousand dollars, um, which was just ridiculous thinking about it right now. You know, like someone will come and rent a car and they only put down a two thousand dollar deposit. Um, and man, we were just getting non-stop damages. Um mm-hmm. so you were making that income, but you were paying it out. And then we had so much insecurities because at one point I I was still traveling back and forth right so the company was in a young stage so we still needed capital so i needed my job to help kind of fuel the company so i would hire managers to kind of to fill to fill in Mm -hmm. and that was like our biggest challenge because no one to understand the vision that i was trying to, to push out and we kept falling behind falling behind and then COVID hit and then uh, hold way.
1: on. So how was that a challenge? You getting managers to, to fill that void when you had to go back overseas. How was that challenging?
2: Because the problem was I don't believe that they understood the vision, right? A lot of persons, um, when you when we think about managers, especially the, the business guys, business guys, because I tell people I'm not really a, a businessman, I'm an engineer. My job is fine, is solving problems. You know, that's what I do. Um but a lot of these persons, they concentrate a lot on dollars and cents, you know. And um, because they concentrate so much on dollars and cents, you know, they miss the grand vision of what, where you're bringing the company. So what will happen is that they are so fixated on on being profitable and earning a profit that they lose the sight of what the company should be. And in what being,
1: way would they lose sight, though? Operationally, so they would operationally, do... Operationally. Yeah, w- so, give me an example of what they wouldn't do that you needed them to do.
2: So they'll move from renting cars, you know, they want to change the entire model itself. You know, like, do not rent cars only. Rent cars daily. You know, like, things like that, and they wanted okay. to concentrate on that. But one of the things that they kept missing is that their, make, their biggest pull was the fact that we rented cars all The reason right. why we had people coming through our doors more frequently than everyone else was because we rented cars, but given you know there are downsides to that because the more you rent cars, there is more maintenance and there is more things like that, and those were also things that we we didn't figure out in time, you know. And these guys they they didn't have the skill set of of maintenance, so when I make when the mechanic would come to them and say hey we need this part, it would be like to my first comment earlier they wouldn't understand how a car would work, so they will be like okay. No, or they are they like overcompensated? So it's either they're saying that, hey, all right, let's not buy that it, or come on, let's buy this now. And you're spending too much on things that you don't really need. Versus when somebody comes to me and they say, hey, we need, you know, example, two tires. And I go outside and I look at these tires and I was like, okay, no, not really. You know, but some persons are not, they don't really understand and that was one of our biggest, our biggest downfall within that period, and not to mention a lot of stealing as well. And you know, oh. people, you know. So,
1: so getting them to understand and live the vision of the key differentiation was exactly. a challenge. It was a big challenge. Okay, and you also challenge. faced um, theft yes. as one of the the challenges. And just yeah. getting all the moving parts to gel together toward the vision that you wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Out of all of those, what was the the biggest challenge for you? Or right, let me rephrase: What are some of the lessons that you had to learn quickly as you grew as a businessman?
2: Um, get rid of people quickly when they don't match up. You know, don't don't think that they will change. Don't think that um you know they will get better. If they can't do the job, they can't do the job. Hire people who can do the job. You know that's that's number one. Um, number two is that family and business do not mix. It um. Does not mix very well. Um, when you know have to think that you know because the family member is not leveling up to where you would want him to be. It, you know becomes very difficult for them to say, especially when they have been there since the beginning, to say that hey, this is this is not going to work out you know so that's that's another lesson and, and then cash is key you know cash flow is is poor so manage cash managing your cash flow at one point i was afraid to owe people. you know when i started i was scared of owing anybody or you know once i get a bill i just want to clear it and then i, I learned very quickly that that's not the way to do it you know you have to kind How of it? You. you have to meet it go ahead
1: no, sorry. I was asking,
2: how is it? What's the way to do it? You have to manage your your expenses properly. You know, so okay, I I need to pay this person today. Um, I get this bill today, but the deadline is on the thirtieth of this month. You know, I'm not going to rush and pay this bill tomorrow. You know, it's no trying to keep money on your books for as long as possible, you know, to ensure that you can keep that cash flow going to make sure you're your monthly expenses, your monthly overheads are are flowing properly. So you have someone to pay next week. You don't pay them this week. You know, if you can now um, create a system where, you no, know, you don't pay somebody when they do every job, you don't do that. You get them on payroll and say, hey, I will pay you every month. You know, say so then give you a bill, they present you a bill, and then every month and you pay that. That way, you know, you, you better manage your expenses so you keep or Cash on the books, that is very important. You know, if you can't manage your cash flow, and at first I really sucked at doing that. You know, it was a it was a massive lesson for me, um, in in learning how to manage cash flow and learning how to manage your accounts. All right, so those those were the the key things for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So, in light of all of that, what is um, what lesson would you share with? An aspiring entrepreneur who is afraid to get started, somebody who has a business idea, who sees a niche or a need like um, you identified, but is just afraid to step out.
2: As as Nike said, just do it. You know, like, as I said before, I'm the kind of person I aim and shoot, right? But there's a lot of negative and a a lot of pros and a lot of cons to that. So like you have the, the con of because you even shoot, you don't really properly vent the, the 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 challenges that you might face in starting. Right? So like me you know I have to be very mindful of that. So when I'm going into a new project, I have to know start getting these processes very properly. So I have like a list of things that you know you have to go through do they meet these requirements before you start. But pro is, is that Man, you're going to start failure or not. You get so excited about doing it that you're going to, you're going to jump in and dive in. And it's going to happen right now. about going to happen. But yo, may I, go do, may, I, may I go do this? Right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a business idea, you won't know if it will work until you start. Um, my father said something to me like early on um, that I, I thought was very important. You know, we don't have the grandness of relationship, but I remember this always. He said, while you're young, That is the time to be an optimist, you know. Uh Because a lot of my friends would complain that I'm too much of an optimist. And at one point, I was kind of taking it too literal. And he said, "That's not a problem. When you're young, no, is the time to be an optimist. you grow older, you learn to be a realist, right? Because now you have experienced things, you understand what not to. do, You can look real. Look at things from a from a real point of view." But as, as young people, I would advise anyone to continue to be an optimist or if you're not aimed to be an optimist, you can dive into things and if it does fail, you still have enough time to recover and move on again and get the lesson from it and move on.
1: True. So true. We're taking a break now to hear from responses. sponsors.
2: Grace has been part of some special moments over the years, helping to make them, well, more memorable. Even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for 100 years to come. Grace, taste that moves you.
0: jan John, John, I know you're in there. I don't want to, wait to come back. No pinky this time Akeisha Keisha Just like me tell pinky Give JPS your number And then we'll send your text With them things here, So you can't stop Knock my door What you mean? DM or call JPS And tell them to Add your phone number To your account And you will know Everything all the time You're not for ask Send your current Contact information And always be in the know Visit JPSGo.com For more info Manpower, I bet you never knew What you
1: Welcome back. I'm speaking with Ferron Brand of Minute Car Rentals and he's sharing some of his some of the lessons he has learned since launching his company as well as some of his growth plans. Uh, okay, Ferron. So you are you are sharing with us, you know, some of the lessons that you would um, impart to budding entrepreneurs who are afraid. They should just just jump into it, just just do it.
2: Just do it. That's Nike would say.
1: Interesting. So tell me about this affiliate program that you have and, and the, the expansion thrust that you have for your company. All
2: right. So we, uh, the, the beauty about Mini Rentals is that I've seen it evolve over the last four years. It's just phenomenal. Um. So in 2018, we started with our affiliates program where individuals could now input cars in our fleet and uh, from that they can earn passive income. Right? So we would take, keep and take care of the cars under a two-year contract. And then you, know, you will know have the ability to earn passive income. So on the 6th of every month, you get a report. And then um, a couple of months after that, depending, you know, when we just started, a couple of mo- days after that, we would now send you your payout to your bank account. And what has happened now is that the company has evolved and we're moving into different aspects where we're going on the international scene. And we have seen that our booking or our reservation board is opening up to, to the point now where we don't have enough cars to fulfill that Yeah. So now we had to really think and think a lot more of how can we use this program to kind of build out in catering more to, to all of these reservations that we have we're we're getting. And that's when we found the rent cars model. So mini-rent cars, what it does now. For insurance, BCIC, I am able to provide you with insurance under my policy, I rent-a-car policy, that allows you to rent your car per day, right? So say, for example, now you had your car and you wanted to join our program, we would do a vetting series, vetting process. And we'll look at your car. Once that is successful, then now we would add you to our reservation platform, And that would go through a bot system on WhatsApp. And what that does now is that, say, for example, I need an economic car. I will send out a blast to all the individuals who has an economic car on my reservation board. And then they will get the start date, the end date, and how much they will be paid. So once they have that now, they can now decide if they want to accept this booking or they want to decline. Because in WhatsApp, you'll have two buttons that it's accept or decline. If you choose to accept it, then I'll get that on all reservation board to say that, hey, Tamika Garden has just accepted this booking. You know, so what that does for us now, it allows us to cater to a lot more reservations while allowing the Jamaican public to actually earn from this and earn passivity.
1: So if I have my, my car, my personal car, I can sign up to be an affiliate with your company and All that right. would allow my vehicle to be used as a rental car to bring passive income for me.
2: Exactly. That's okay. exactly.
1: Do get I have it. to have my car locked in with you for an extended period?
2: No, you don't. It's literally as needed basis. Once you get entered onto our reservation platform,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you will now get the ability to see a booking request, accept it or decline it. Okay. You know, so it doesn't matter if it doesn't fit your schedule, you don't have to need it. So it gives right? me flexibility as well? It gives you grand flexibility. And with that, we still take majority of the, the liability aspect because we have an in-house coverage that covers your cars in bombs and scratches up to 150000 And then outside of that, if something should happen beyond that, then we do have our insurers we can claim for.
1: Interesting. Tell me about the experience of winning the Jamaica Stock Exchanges Pitch Room in 2020 and how this helped to boost your company.
2: Um, it That has been, it was just phenomenal. You know, the experience was just amazing. Um, it has opened us up to a different class of people and, you know, allowing more individuals to see the company for what it really is. Mm-hmm. Because at first we were just there and a lot of persons didn't even know who we were. And then came the Jamaica Stock Exchange and we entered, we won. And then we found that a different category of persons started coming into user services, started trying to figure out what is this really about? You know, it allowed our affiliate pool to grow, right? So right before COVID, we, we grew our fleet roughly about um, 25 cars, almost 30. Right. So these were the things that allowed that to happen. And then we got um, the grand, which was which was pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. it helped us. So we wanted to start um, creating this platform that we're creating. Now, the Cars platform and Then COVID hit. All right, so COVID hit in a very, in a very, uh, man, it was not a good time. I was in Barcelona at the time and I got stuck in Barcelona. And uh, it was just chaos here at home. And what COVID, COVID was good and bad for us, right? So, COVID was bad in the sense that it showed up all our insecurities. So, all of them look a loose crap, eh? you know, like them look at people there where I try to take with these things and I take with money and, you know, all of these, you know, maintenance that was not tight enough. So, we're overspending these categories, our cars are not being cared for properly. All of these things just started to magnify, right? So before we had that cash flow where we could know, actually manage because you had the cash flow, but now the cash flow stopped, and then everything started showing up. Every single thing started showing of what we were not the and then I had this big, uh, you know, these these massive roads put in front of me. You know, what do you know, you know? And uh, I had to I had to ask myself, all right, Peron, what are we are going to know? You know, do you stick to this road or do you pack up and and move on? You know, and that was a very trying time for me, especially the fact that I was not even on the island. Um, I I was stuck in a hotel um, for roughly about two months, you know. So that was a very big decision. And I I chose to stick Minute Rentals and I, I pushed... Majority, maybe 90% of my savings in to kind of re- resurrect the company. And it was there where I had to know started. This was where entrepreneurship got real. Uh-huh. You know, now is now is a time now where have to kind of buckle down and say, hey, you want this thing? You need to do what you need to do. And that's now I started learning more about accounts. And, you know, I started putting myself out there to learn more about these things. I started putting myself out there to, to better manage cash flow. To better present myself where marketing is concerned, understand what marketing really means, and what does that mean company, um, you know, kind of putting a, a, a eye on our vision and how are we going to, to move forward, you know. So that was where I had to really man up in a sense to, to kind of say, hey, we're going to on this thing and we're going to do better. And mm-hmm. I, I came home and I decided I spent. I came home in so COVID hit in March. I, I arrived home in June. And I stayed home until until about November. I had to leave again because, as I said, you know, now I put all my savings in to kind of resurrect the company. So now I need cash flow. So I got some better systems in place. I got a, a little better manager. And then I went off again. And uh, we transitioned through 2020 now. And we entered into 2021 and we saw significant growth, right? where, you know, things started opening up and, and things started getting better and stuff like that. So in uh, initially, we were fighting. I didn't want to let all of the staff. So I, I tried to keep some people on payroll and not send everybody home at once and, you know, try to just balance because all of these persons... As you say
1: staff, so, I don't mean to cut you, but what's your staff complement
2: like? My staff complement presently is a team of six. Six, okay. So to operate effectively, we need a team of six. Right. You need a team of? Of six.
1: Okay,
0: okay.
2: So with that, we didn't want to let go of all the staff, so we had to kind of hold on for their life. And uh, so we now advanced into 2021, and then the company went, we were doing better. You know, like we, we started hitting numbers way bef- beyond what we in in before COVID, right? And um, I came home again in 2021. I stayed for another four months or so, and then uh, like I went again. Again, and then I was like, "This is it." I found out the company kind of happened. like it wouldn't move from this this place. And this was about last year, August, July, August. And uh, I was talking to to my better half, and and she was like, "Man, you keep trying to to hire people to do this. Why why don't you come and just try it a different way? Do it yourself." Right, and so I resigned from my job fully in September, um, and we took on the challenge of no visit. You know, it's go harder, go home. You know, right. As, so you, as, you've uh,
1: invested yourself totally now into building your company and building exactly. your brand. Interesting.
2: Exactly. What so when, What is what
1: is your success strategy?
2: Like our mission. Our mission overall is to use innovation and technology. To, to drive the transportation space right so what success looks like for us is that by between now and 2025 we want to be one of the household names within the Caribbean when it comes on to transportation so now our biggest our biggest um aim right now is just to be amongst the top 5 you know so when people think about traveling they're they're Amongst the Avis, the budget, the island current all they're thinking about success right but that's, that's the
1: strategy what... that you have for the company. But what I'm asking is what is your personal success strategy? Oh. How do you, yes, envision and chart your course for success as a person and as a
2: businessman? For me personally, I have a few rules and it it entails to I work hard. You know, like, my family will complain about that. My aim is to outwork everyone else. I I won't tell you that I'll be the smartest person or the the, the, the best at whatever we're doing, but I can promise you that I can outwork you, you know? And through that, I have a level of perseverance in getting to what we need to accomplish. And then through hard work and perseverance, I think I have vision, you know? I know where we want to go. I have an idea toward to my travels and, and what I've seen in where we want to go. And I use those guiding principles of hard work, perseverance to get here.
0: Mm-hmm
1: interesting thank you so much Faroon for sharing your story and your path for growth with us it was a very interesting um, conversation and your company by virtue of its business model is indeed a very unique and interesting one we wish you all the best in your continued endeavors and thank you for speaking
2: with Impacting Jamaica thank you so much Samika it was my pleasure to be here